we also had a lot of uh, promotions that enabled consumers to rent the system from like Hollywood Video. Uh, that's all preceding its September launch. Like you could literally like go up and say, hey, I want to rent this when it comes out. So like Hollywood Video, I imagine probably Blockbuster as well since yeah. they had, well, they might have been burned a little bit from the uh, Sega 32X, but I feel like more people would rent the add-on than actually buy it. So perhaps it was actually fairly lucrative for them. I've never wanted to like rent like PS2s and Xboxes. See, that was something that uh, I, I grew up in a very small town. Mm-hmm. When I was uh, when I was growing up, I think that our population was like literally six thousand, and uh, it was not a young population. Very very old population in our town, and uh, we had two places where you could rent from. One was mainly. Uh, videos mm-hmm. with like a small section for video games and it was all Genesis and SNES games even in the time of this yeah. like PlayStation, PS2 all that shit um, didn't matter, they never really updated the other one however was bigger but I never had the option to uh, rent a game system <coughs> so you had like these really great ideas, these marketing attempts to uh, work with bigger names, Hollywood Video, Blockbuster, uh, which helped bring uh, at least a little bit of excitement to American consumers. So, a name that you had mentioned before, uh, Peter Moore, who was a fan of how Sega was always like edgy, you know, very much so like in your face. Yeah. He's like, we need to continue that, uh, that idea. So let's make a whole bunch of uh, commercials that essentially like smack the consumer in the mouth and be like, hey, what's up? We're back. Sorry for the past. Here comes the future. Yeah. Open your mouth. Like <laughs> Peter Moore is the same guy, I believe, who uh, Halo 2 had, it kept getting delayed. Yep. Until eventually Peter Moore came out and had the fucking tattooed release date of Halo 2. Jesus. It's like, this is it, bitches. Finish the fight <laughs> yeah. that started. <laughs> finish yesterday. Begin to finish the fight. Begin to finish the fight. 2004? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there was like. I just remember, like, the. It's thinking. Like, yes. Cast, uh, That's the big thing, yep. Like, these 15 second ads that were supposed to invoke the thoughts of. Uh, the Sega heritage, while also kind of essentially be like a, a subtle apology for the 32X, for the Saturn, for the Sega CD. And compared to those consoles, goddamn. Yeah. What a console. And still to this day, as far as consoles are considered, it's a really fucking great console. I'm staring at a fucking controller with a VMU, VMU in it right now. And, uh, again, yeah, like, uh, it's fucking strange to have the cord on the back. That was one thing I never liked. Uh, the cord on, like, the bottom instead of, like... Yeah, yeah. in yeah, the front. pretty dumb. <coughs> and then, uh, of course, like, the super high thumbstick on the left. <laughs> Your buttons are fine. But I, should, I should turn it on, because, like, it's, it sounds let's, like... Let's hear it. It's bad. It's like a paper mill. It sounds like it's on life support. Ugh. And what's... Ugh. 
Yeah. What's the date every time we turn that baby on? November 27th, 1998. Hell yeah. I hope it never dies. I hope it's the date I'm actually in right now. So here's something funny. Part of the Dreamcast release, Sega was dealt a blow when EA, the largest third-party video game publisher, that's a far cry from what they are now, <laughs> announced it would not develop games for the system. EA executive, my favorite name, Bing Gordon, <laughs> claimed Sega couldn't afford to give us, EA, the same kind of license that EA has had over the last five years, but Stiller recounted that EA President Larry Probst wanted uh, exclusive rights to the only sports brand on Dreamcast, yeah, which Stiller could not accept due to Sega's recent $10 million purchase of sports game developer Visual Concepts, which was a poor decision, but at the time they couldn't have known. Um, for talking like sports games on Sega, yeah, um, we have like the 2K series. Yeah. Those are great sports games. They're better than Madden, until you have to free Oh yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that too. It's just the visual concepts. Where is visual concepts? You might ask. Um, plus you got like Virtua Tennis. Mm-hmm. That's a great game. <laughs> yeah. So it's the essentially, only tennis game I'll ever need. Yeah. It became a. Uh, it it did turn out to you know like two thousand. That's oh fuck yeah. Alright, let's just go into Visual Concepts real quick just to talk about how wonderful this fucking deal is. So Visual Concepts operates two satellite studios. You have Visual Concepts Korea in Seoul, South Korea, which was established in 2011, and Visual Concepts China in Shanghai. A former subsidiary, Kush Games, was split from Visual Concepts, <laughs> and it became managed under 2K Sports in February 2007. When it became 2K Los Angeles before it shut down in 2008. Oh, no. Kush Games. What happened? I'll tell you, you exactly what fucking happened, to be honest. You had uh, your 2K games and uh, Fantastic Four Rises Silver Surfer and uh, some more 2K games and then a whole bunch of other 2K games that never came out. And now they pretty much just make NBA, WWE, <laughs> and uh, that's it. That's all they make now. Like, they're just pumping out WWE games. Which are not great. No, they're pretty bad. We're talking about the 2K WWEs, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about the newer WWE games that are literally trash. Goddamn, I played, tw like, 2K16. Good lord. Fred Durskaiden. <laughs> That's a thing that needs to happen. Right? So, after after that massive blow, and of course, like I said, they bought Visual Concepts, which was not exactly slated to uh, stick around as they end up, you know, splintering and everything like that. You had the 2K games, but they weren't going to be pumping out like EA was. Uh, however, they needed to make a decision very quickly before their release so that they could have their fucking ducks in a row. So, the Dreamcast launched in America September 9th, 1999, at a very good price. It was $200. $199. Bucks. Mm -hmm. Sega's marketing dubbed $99.99 for $99 with a one in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
18 launch games available right then and there. Sega set a new sales record by selling more than 225,132 Dreamcast units in 24 hours, earning the company $98.4 million uh, in what Moore called the biggest 24 hours in entertainment retail history. Within two weeks, the U.S. Dreamcast sales exceeded 500,000. Fuck. By Christmas, Sega had sold 31% of the North American video game market share. Significant launch games included Soul Calibur, you fucking bet your ass, mm-hmm. an arcade fighting game, which was fucking beautiful, and went on to sell, of course, a million units. Uh, vi- uh, visual concepts, high-quality football simulation, NFL 2K, uh, November 4th, and Sega announced it had sold over 1 million Dreamcast units. Nevertheless, the launch was marred by a glitch at one of Sega's mail, uh, manufacturing plants, which produced defective GD-ROMs. How, did you ever end up getting a game that didn't work? No. I know that I have. I can't remember which game I got, but I had gotten a game at one point that just didn't work. It might have been my Sonic Adventure... Yeah. Uh, and there, or a game that I had owned, and then I think that uh, Heath, my brother, ended up getting pissed at it, getting a bootleg version of it, and then actually being able to play it. Yeah. Because uh, it's like uh, video games, strange. You can't really go back to like Walmart or something and be like, "Yo, this doesn't fucking work," you know, and return it. Maybe you could back then, but back then with uh, when my experience was like. You could return console games, but yeah. it would not take PC games. That makes sense, because you can just download them onto your PC. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of games, you needed the disc to play them. Right. But, like, yeah, like, you say, oh, you just, like Diablo you just too. made a fucking copy of it. Like, I guess they thought those were easier to copy, so they just never took returns. Makes sense. So, during the decline, right? So, May 22, 2000, Okawa replaced the former president as the now president of Sega. Okawa had long uh, openly advocated that Sega abandon the console business. His sentiments were not unique. Sega co-founder David Rosen had always had said, and I quote, always felt it was a bit of a folly for them to be limiting their potential to Sega hardware, which I find to be a kind of ridiculous sentence. Yeah. Uh, I think that if they would have foregone Sega CD and the Sega 32X, they would have been perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. You could have taken all the assets that you put into the 32X and the Sega CD, pump all those assets into the Sega Saturn, you would not have had a dismal launch. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I am speaking completely out of conjecture, yeah. but you have two add-ons for an old-ass system that bombed like a motherfucker and ended up costing you a shitload of money. Yeah, they didn't spend all those resources on those two consoles. Yeah. They could have made the Saturn probably super, a lot more special than it was. Yeah, not only that, but your consumers would have actually given a fuck. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't have felt cheated. Like, okay, so I'm going to buy this, and then two years later I'm going to buy this, and then like a year... Like, six months, six months later, you're going to tell me to buy this. Yeah. So over the course of two years, I'm going to give you nearly $1,000. For what? To keep you, I don't know, off the street? There were only, like, maybe a dozen CD32X games. I think there was actually only, like, seven. 
That's fucking ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. I want to find those titles, though. Yeah. I know. Right? I want to see them played. So, anywho, uh, Stoller had previously suggested that Sega should have sold their company to Microsoft. Uh, in September of 2000, in a meeting with Sega's Japanese executives and the heads of the company's major uh, Japanese game development studios, Moore and Belfield recommended that Sega abandon its console business and focus solely on software, prompting the studio heads to walk out. Mm -hmm. They literally left. They're like, all right, dude. Fuck this, yeah. Fuck this. This, like, you're literally, you're literally talking about sinking the ship. Which, of course, if it had done better in Japan, they probably wouldn't be having this conversation. However, I think that this is also because of that, that shift, uh, that paradigm shift with uh, Okawa uh, claiming the seat as the president of Sega and having that um, different viewpoint, saying that they needed out of the console business. Yeah. Which is too bad, because they, they did so fucking well in America... However, the whole GD-ROM decision, again, crumbling. It's crumbling like, at the foundation. There's still, like, a really good console going on. I mean, it's, like... I mean, I'm just saying it because, like... It had a very short two years of life. Yeah. Keep in mind that, like, where we are in our timeline right now, we're coming up on... Literally... Oh... Eight? Nine months before this, this console is just done? Done, done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, continuing that, January 31st, 2001, Sega announced the discontinuation of the Dreamcast after March 31st. The restructuring of the company as a platform-agnostic third-party developer. That's a fun way to put that. <laughs> the decision was Moore's, so I'm guessing this is probably a direct quote from Moore. Uh, Sega also announced, because he's kind of like a, an eccentric, it seems. Yeah. Uh, Sega also announced a Dreamcast price reduction to $99 to eliminate its unsold inventory, which was estimated at 930,000 units as of April 2001. After a further reduction to $79, the Dreamcast was cleared out of stores at $49.95, the price of one game. Holy cow. The final Dreamcast unit to be manufactured was autographed by the heads of all of all nine of Sega's internal game development studios, as well as the heads of Visual Concepts and Wavemaster, and given away uh, with 55 first-party Dreamcast games through a competition organized by GamePro. Nice. That's so sad. <laughs> like honestly, like that is so sad. It's cool. But it's like all these people were literally saying goodbye to what they knew. Yeah. Uh, Okawa, who had previously loaned Sega $500 million in the summer of 1999, died on March 16, 2001. Shortly before his death, he forgave Sega's debts to him and returned his $695 million worth of Sega and oh, CSK yeah. stock. Helping the company survive the third-party transition. Holy shit. As part of this restructuring, nearly one-third of Sega's Tokyo workforce was laid off in 2001. This is a literal, like, mourning process. Yeah. Uh, I, I had no idea as far as... Uh, I forgot what, about that. Yeah. What Sega really actually, truly went... They nearly died, died. Yeah. 
they didn't even almost they almost didn't even make games. Mm -hmm. So after after we have you know the whole nine point one three million Dreamcast units sold worldwide, uh, the Dreamcast discontinuation. Uh, commercial games were still developed and released on the system, particularly in Japan and the United States. Game releases continued until the end of the first half of 2002. Sega Japan continued to repair Dreamcasts until 2007. As of 2014, the console is still supported through various uh, MIL CD independent releases. Mm -hmm. I have a number of those games. Uh, throw me a title or two. Um, Gunlord. What's Gunlord about? Uh, you're Gordon, Gordian Gaiden. That's his name, and he's the Gunlord. Gordian Gaiden, the Gunlord. Yeah. It, it plays like, uh... If you don't speak English, that was probably a fucking atrocious thing to listen to. Yeah, um... It plays like the... If you ever played the Turrican games? No. Yeah, it plays a lot like those. It's like 2D side-scrolling shooter, but, like, kind of explore the level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they also made some shmups, NG, that's uh, by NG Dev Team. They also made the games for, um, uh, Neo Geo, AES, and, uh, MVS. Um, uh, we got, like, Sturmwind. What's Sturmwind? It was, that was a shmup. It was a horizontal shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in development for a long-ass time. Even, like, there were commercial releases for the Dreamcast, uh, well after its, um, death. Yeah. Under Defeat was originally a Dreamcast launch. Not a launch title, but like... It was launched on the Dreamcast. In 2007. No shit. 2007, yep. And they also... Yeah, the same thing. They made a Border Down in uh, 2004. G-Rev. That's so strange, because in, in 2007, you have uh, many options. Yeah. To release your game on. However... Why the Dreamcast? At the same time... What what was a lot of games that were on the Dreamcast? Arcade. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's uh what's under defeat, Brent? It's an arcade game. It's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I like I like the way that the helicopters move, and I th I think that the bosses are really really fun. Mm -hmm. So in, in a way, it's actually somewhat smart to release it on this uh, arcade machine. Yeah, this console. arcade machine, this uh sort of uh, undead god, if you will. I couldn't tell you how many nights I spent playing Crazy Taxi. One and, yeah. One, and One and two. One and two. One and two. Yeah, all right. One and two. This all right. Jamming motherfucking offspring. Fuck yes. So after five consecutive years of financial losses, because we're not out of this depression mm -mm. slump yet, uh, Sega finally posted a profit for the fiscal year ending in March 2003, um, which then kind of showed the world just how close Sega was to truly dying. So reasons cited for the failure of the Dreamcast included hype for the PS2, a lack of support from EA and Squaresoft, uh, which were considered the most popular third parties of the U.S. and Japan, respectively. So I can uh, also blame EA for the Dreamcast death. Yeah, add another that to reason the fucking to wall. fucking hate them. Yeah, throw more dirt on them. Fuck those guys. Uh, they revel in it, though. Disagreement among Sega executives over the company's future and Okawa's lack of commitment to the product. Sega's lack of advertising money, with Belfield doubting that Sega spent even half of the $100 million it had pledged to promote the Dreamcast in the U.S., that the market was not even ready for online gaming, which is something the Dreamcast really wanted to do. Uh, for instance, I had mentioned uh, 
Fantasy Star Online. There were ads. Um, motherfucking Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit. Oh. Had some. They did like they promoted the Dreamcast. <laughs> we might have to find that online. Just a uh, fucking. And like Fred Durst like signed a bunch of Dreamcasts, and I want to find one so bad, so bad. If we found one, and if we ever did anything worth two shits in our lives right that would be put in a shadow box and like put on the wall in our studio yeah it's gonna be like a lit up podium yeah there's gonna be like a, a new laurel of roses yeah. around it people can come day. and like just pay their respects to it kiss it yeah kiss the glass sorry yeah, not you kissing the drink touch with your filth your filth hands every once in a while though we'll take it mitts. out we'll take it out to go and fucking play you know, DOA like, 2. DOA 2. And <laughs> Zombie revenge. Stick up rightly. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Motherfucking Busujima. So, okay, so, like, we're still coming up on, like, reasons why it failed. Like, this is fucking nuts. But so, no, hold on. Uh, Fredros used promoting SegaNet. Like, online play Net. on the Dreamcast, which was, like, one of the Xbox main selling Live. points. Yeah. And there's like a quote, it's like, if you're getting your ass kicked online, it's probably by me. <laughs> it's like, Dash Fred Durst. Oh, dude, I fucking remember that yeah. now. And it was a little, like, chibi, like, Fred Durst, like. Yeah. I don't know if it's, like, actually chibi is what you call it, but it's a little, like, 90s tune. Like a... Fred yeah. Durst Slim Biscuits. Oh, my God. Which would have been a really cool cartoon I would have watched. Yes, please. So... Again, like, going going back into, you know, reasons why we fucked up, right? Sega's focus on hardcore gamers of the mainstream consumer, poor timing. Uh, perhaps the most frequently cited reason is the damage to Sega's reputation caused by several previously uh, previous poorly supported Sega platforms, which we already covered. Uh, writing for GamePro, Blake Snow stated that, and I quote, the much-beloved console launched years ahead of the competition, but ultimately struggled to shed the negative reputation, uh, which had gained, uh, which it had gained during the Saturn, Sega 32X, and Sega CD days. As a result, casual gamers and jaded third-party uh, developers doubted Sega's ability to deliver. Eurogamer's Dan Whitehead noted that the quote-unquote wait-and-see approach of consumers and the lack of support from EA were symptoms rather than uh, the cause of Sega's decline, concluding that uh, Sega's misadventures during the 1990s had left both gamers and publishers wary of any new platform bearing its name. According to OneUp.com's Jeremy Parrish, while it would be easy to point an accusatory finger at Sony and blame them for killing the Dreamcast by overselling the PS2, there's a certain level of intellectual dishonesty in such a stance. Sega's poor U.S. support for the hardware like Sega CD and 32X and the Saturn made gamers gun-shy. Many consumers felt burned after investing in expensive Sega machines and finding the resulting libraries comparatively lacking. Like you said, seven games for the Sega CD probably. Uh, Roundabouts. The 32X CD. CD oh. 32X. Okay. So you had to have both. Both. To play that. Along with your fucking Genesis. Yep, yep. Gross. So the announcement of Sega's third-party transition was met with widespread enthusiasm. According to IGN's Travis Foz, 
Uh, and I quote, Sega was creatively fertile company with a rapidly expand. That's a gross way to put that. <laughs> with a rapidly expanding stable of properties to draw from. Waiting for it's, companies to blow their loads on them. <laughs> oh, Sega. It seemed like they were Sega in a... Sega Coon? Uh, they were in a perfect position to start a new life as developer-publisher. Former Working Designs president Victor Ireland wrote that it's actually a good thing because now Sega will survive doing what they do best. Software. So Flash to box art of... Yeah, Sonic... Shadow the Hedgehog, Sonic, Sonic 06. 06, Sonic um, Unleashed. They did put out Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on a GameCube, which... Which was good. Which is like I enjoyed that. Had a good time. Uh, the staff from Newsweek remarked, From Sonic to Shenmue, Sega's programmers have produced some of the most engaging experiences in the history of interactive media. Unshackled by a struggling console platform, this platoon of world-class software developers can do what they do best for any machine on the market. Rosen predicted that they have the potential to catch electronic arts. <laughs> Game Informer commenting on Sega's tendency to produce underappreciated cult classics stated, Let's rejoice in the fact that Sega is making games equally among the current console crop so that history will not repeat itself. And okay. that's, I guess, a way to fucking wrap up the fucking life of the Dreamcast. However, you know, honestly, do you feel that where Sega is right now, do you think that that is the best outcome that, that you know, like, that's, that's what we deserve? That's what Sega should be, essentially. Well, they went on to make games like Super Monkey Ball. That was that was in the Dreamcast, but that's sur that survived into the GameCube. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's let's take a moment to talk about the IPs that survived the, uh, uh, the Crazy downfall. Taxi. Crazy Taxi Three mm -hmm. came out on the Xbox. Mm -hmm. um, House of the Dead Three came out on the Xbox, and on the Xbox port, it also had a port of uh, House of the Dead Two that you unlocked by beating House of the Dead Three. That's fucking sweet. And it was straight up uh, the Dreamcast port, so it had the um, the original mode from the Dreamcast. Oh, wow. Where you could find, like, items, mm -hmm. find different weapons and stuff. The and full all, fucking game. And all the for training be, mode. For beating yeah. the other game. Yeah, you got Here's it. the game for free. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, good luck uh, getting, you know, Devil May Cry 1 and 2 for beating Devil May Cry 3 on uh, Dante Must Die mode. Yeah, um... Because that's not going to happen. Uh, the, ne the newer Panzer Dragoon... Featuring Dante from Devil May Cry. Not even. It uh, came out on Xbox. Ah. Uh, damn. Um, yeah, like, I think we mentioned uh, Virtual Fighter 4 was PS2. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dead or Alive, of course. That whole fucking... That went on to Xbox, thing. yep. Uh, we got Soul Jet Set Calibur. Radio continued on to uh, Xbox. Soul Calibur would then split into PS2, GameCube, and Xbox mm -hmm. until it uh, finally uh, Nintendo was like, "No, only friendship and family games." Yeah, and we're like, "Oh," and they're like, "Yeah, but Red Steel." Oh, <laughs> and also. Uh, some other weird edgy games that you'll never play, like No More Heroes, unless your name's Tyler Hammer, and then you love it. And I did. And fuck. But, yeah, so it's like, 
what what are what are some other prominent names that you that you might be able to recall uh, for one Fantasy Star Online? Mm-hmm. They came out with episode one and two for uh, the GameCube, which uh, was fantastic because you could literally just jack an Ethernet cable into that bitch, and then you could just go online and play. Yeah. For well, not for free. You had to, you still had to use SegaNet. You had to have like a SegaNet really, account. I think I have a GameCube around here somewhere. I do not remember there being an Ethernet uh, port. There's gotta be. Unless it was like a add-on, like peripheral. I believe so. Because I had a buddy that was able to uh, play PSO, Fantasy Star Online. Mm-hmm. It's in the name, so hopefully you can play online on the GameCube. Right. Um, but he would actually get hacked items. So well, name name any other game for the GameCube where you can play online. I don't if, have anything. Yeah, no. Unless, like, you had to do some fuck. All I know is that he was able to fucking play with other people, and they were able to get us like a whole bunch of hacked ass weapons for PSO. So it's not like your, it's not your buddy who has a dad that works for Nintendo. No, I use these weapons legit, <laughs> like one hitting bosses. I mean, like, oh yeah, yeah. I, like yeah, like he's not the guy that was saying that he unlocked Goku in Super Smash Brothers. He he played Halo Five, Halo Six wasn't as good. <laughs> <laughs> Halo 6, not as good as Halo 5. Dude, what? (laughs) Dude, the next Mario game? (laughs) Dude, the next Mario game? Mario's dick's gonna come out of his nose. (laughs) And it's gonna kill Bowser. And then he's gonna fart on Yoshi, and Yoshi's gonna turn into a girl. Guns in the new game. (laughs) And he fucking kills the bullies. That eat my lunch every day at school, <laughs> and he kicks my dad in the shin. This is the part of the episode I was waiting for, where it all just kind of falls apart. Welcome to the end of research. <laughs> you made it this far. Global saturation of my fucking shit posting time. But uh, truly, honestly, what is what's your favorite game that uh, that came out on the Dreamcast. And then I have a follow-up question for you. And then I'll go ahead and answer my own uh, fucking hot seat question. You know, like, it's hard to pick one, obviously. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like, we play quite a bit of Dreamcast cons- uh, in contrast to other people. It's hooked up to your TV right now. Yeah. We turned it on. You probably you heard that awful noise. Yeah. Awful. I'm staring at a couple it, different Dreamcast games that are sitting out. They were right not now. built to last. No. Uh, oh. I should, fun I, should, take, I should yeah. tell you how many I have somewhere in this house. And also how many died in a basement at my old I have, house. I have three? Three, three. Or four. It was three. We had uh, two fine top of the line. Dreamcast. I remember. I remember leaving your house that morning and going on Amazon looking for more fucking Dreamcasts. Yeah, to which like you were able to find a copious amount yeah. of Dreamcasts. You can probably find like plenty for sale. Like I don't want to like get rid of my broken ones. Right. Like, I, I I could. I think they just need like different like fuses or like right. Whatever the fuck like circuits soldered on or some mm-hmm. shit like something I can replace right and it's like I don't want to throw out I don't want to throw out this history right these Dreamcasts could be you fixed. were able to fuck with one of them 
Uh, well, the uh, third one that you end up getting. Yeah, I took out the controller board. Yeah. That's what the problem was. Like, it would boot up, but it would just stop recognizing controllers. Yeah. It was my, my first Dreamcast we were trying to play died Way back too. in, like, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. It just stopped reading discs. It might have actually stopped. I, I don't remember it very well. Yeah, either stop reading discs or stop reading, like, stop reading controller input. Right. That and, like, the battery dies and you have to reset the date every time. Um, yeah, and, like, if you heard that, it, it's, it just sounds like... It's, it's got, it's like, emphysema. And you, it's hear that, <laughs> you hear that BMU beep. It's just, like, if you heard that, like, every, like, five to ten seconds, it just sounds like a fucking, like, uh, breathing... Yeah. Machine, whatever they call them. Like an iron lung? Yeah, basically. It's like... <laughs> forcing life into your Sega Dreamcast. Yeah. So, they just yeah, wants you, to die, you had yeah. one Dreamcast die in my basement. Then mm-hmm. you had a second one. Then you had a third one die, in which uh, that one was... No, I think I think the third one lived. Uh, the third one was Frankencast. No, the third one was the one I just replaced. I, I tried fixing so the second, second one. So second one was Frank. The first cast. one, that, dude, I don't even... It's kind of hard to keep track, and plus it was like so long ago now. Uh, and if you're wondering why they don't call it Dreamenstein, it's because Frankencast is a much more fun name than Dreamenstein. It rolls off a little bit better. It does, Frankencast. Uh, so, yeah, Frank, I, Frank West, I went, the I went home, I, I, I dug up my first Dreamcast, mm-hmm. uh, unscrewed the controller port, from it and then tried putting it onto the new one but that just didn't work for some reason <laughs> one would hope that we could just sew on parts of dead people to replace our own parts but yeah it, it shunned its new life it did and it attacked its creator as a lesson a warning if you will yeah to not play god yeah and I didn't listen no because we liked the movie Reanimator yeah. so much that we're like fuck that lesson yeah I like that scene where like He's like, oh man, he was trying to get close to like whatever the girl's name was, and then he's just like laughing. He's like, oh, 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 oh. Um, I like reanimator. It's good shit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, okay, so some couple different personal notes from me. Uh, favorite fucking game for the Dreamcast. Uh, Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. Yeah. By a fucking long margin. (laughs) Like, it is amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. It had some of the most memorable fucking characters, the most memorable uh, fighting system that I have ever played and really opened my eyes to fighting games. Mm -hmm. Um, Second, though, Rival Schools. If you haven't checked out that game... That was uh, the second one, though, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I you can't had, remember the name of the second one. You had Rival Schools, and there was Rival Schools SNK. There's uh, Rival Schools Two. Yeah, it was it was Rival Schools Two that mm-hmm. came out. I can't remember what the full title was. Long. <laughs> not like Undernight in Birth. No, no, we're not talking about Thousand the, Night. We're not talking about big, the big grab fight. your fucking magnifying glass with a flashlight, and you might be able to read the entire title of this fucking yeah. weeaboo bullshit. But uh, that was another really fantastic fighting game that was just all the right amount of everything. Uh, Number three is Power Stone. Number four is House of the Dead. I could continue on and on. But uh, um, for me, it's like probably maybe Power Stone too. That's one of the games I can think of. Like 
I stayed up until like four or five in the morning playing. That's like one of the first times I'd ever done that. Yeah. So when I could actually stay up that long, I was like, holy shit, it's five a.m. Well, you had to go to every. Uh, you wanted to go to every fucking area. You wanted to break all the things, collect all the weapons. I wanted all to that find shit. all that. I wanted to get all the cards. I wanted to make all the weapons in the melding shop. Yeah. I wanted to unlock all the characters. And yeah. uh, that last fight is tough as balls. Power Stone 2? Yeah. I don't really... You don't really remember having a hard I time? I yeah, no. I, for, like, I went back and actually played it not terribly long ago. Yeah. And I had I remember you had a hard time with time. Uh, like Shin Vargas or whatever. And Power yeah, Stone 1. That was also really bad. That was... that. Power Stone 1, I probably played uh, with my brother and one of our friends at the time who lived yeah. like down the street. Like, we'd just, like, wake up and, like, hanging out, like, eat breakfast or whatever. And then he'd just, like, come over and be like, hey! <laughs> Time to play fucking Power Stone. <laughs> Sit down, yeah. bitch. We're yeah, that's, that's, what we, that's what I did, too. My uh, my buddy Phil, fuck, uh, you know, if he ever listens to this, like, I fucking love you so much, bro. He uh, came by and uh, just randomly had a weekend that he was coming our way. Uh, got us some tickets to a really awesome MMA event. And what does this guy do? The strangest fucking thing that only Phil Lumley would do. He brings his Dreamcast from his childhood. The Dreamcast that uh, I almost played on more than our family's own Dreamcast. And uh, at the end of the weekend, he's like, the Dreamcast is yours. Leaves me his VMUs, his controllers, Fantasy Star Online, uh, Sonic Adventure, um... Fucking uh, top spin, he uh, left all this shit for me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, I just inherited my childhood. That's a strange thing. Uh, my original Dreamcast, I have no idea where it ended up. Mm-hmm. I remember I was a little shithead child, and I had a little paper clip, and I had etched my name into this like little wooden pew at my family's house, and. Two years later, my mom finally noticed that my name was etched in on this on this pew, and she got so pissed that she took a uh, red sharpie, went in my room, and wrote "dumb shit, shit garbage" all over my shit, like all over my belongings. <laughs> She's like, "How do you like it?" And she wrote like piece of shit over my Dreamcast. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's my Dreamcast. Don't do that to my Dreamcast. And I don't know what happened to it, but like, yeah, man, I... <laughs> it returned to Fred Durst. It returned to... Spirit Realm. Yeah, and it's probably just drinking hot dog flavored water <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> somewhere just dreaming about playing Crazy Taxi some more or getting all the Chaos Emeralds. Yeah. That's a thing you can do. Sonic Adventure 2 I played a lot. Yeah. Because I had to get... I I got... I played with, like, all the characters. Um, you had to, even though... Uh, got, like, fucking Shin Chow. Shin Chow. <laughs> gotta have the bat wings. Yeah. Like so the, much... Too much like, fucking time spent on making Chows. It, I, I was like, why am I... I, had the, I, I did the little VMU games on them. Yeah. Uh, for Power Stone, I did the VMU games. Uh, that was something that... that Zombie uh, Revenge had a VMU game where you, you picked one of the three characters, and it was like a Tamagotchi training thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's talk about that for a brief moment. We had uh, mini games within the sub hardware yeah. of the system. That was fucking amazing to me. That was amazing to me too, yeah. Like that's that's fucking nuts. That we had these like nice little virtual uh, memory units. That's what the that's what the Wii U should have been. That's what the Switch could be. Yeah. There's like I mean I mean technically that's what the Switch is. I mean you can bring the game with you. Yeah. That's just it is that it doesn't need that sub hardware. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that you can set up your Switch as, like, a mini TV, Mm -hmm. and you and your buddies could literally play it anywhere. And, like, as a Switch owner, if you are apprehensive, don't be. Go out and get one. It's the new golden age of Nintendo. Back to the Dreamcast, though, because I don't want to take away from the glory of it. My follow-up question to you is, what is your favorite game or game series that actually... Uh, didn't make it out of the Dreamcast? That did. That did. That did. Either House of the Dead or Crazy Taxi. Yeah, easily some of the, you know, best titles there, as well as the most fun. Easy yeah. to sink in a lot of hours. I, I fucking, it's I'm like pretty sure that I saw you get playing into. Crazy Taxi on your computer, like, not too long ago. I probably walked in and was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And you're just like, hey, yeah, all right! And I'm just like, okay, i got to come back in a couple hours when this wears off. Oh, we better get out of here. I'm playing Crazy Taxi. (laughs) Fuck. And, of course, uh, what do you you think mine is? Soul Calibur. No, shut up, Brent! Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Wait, so we answer that. (laughs) I'm more, more, like, looking back, like, uh, retrospect, I'm more interested in, like, the weird shit. They never made it out of the Dreamcast. They yeah. never got sequels. So yeah, fun follow follow up question. Uh, you have quite a few games that I would say are really fucking out there. Out there. Seventh Cross Evolution. Uh, Evolution. It was just, the reason in you know you boot up Seventh Cross Evolution, you have the Seventh Cross. But he doesn't say evolution. Yeah. Because in Japan, that's all it was known as. Seventh Cross. So he just brought that voice clip over. Oh, why not? Yeah. Ill Bleed. Ill Bleed. That's a game that... Let's go back to hell! That is like... That, oh, man. I need to finish that game. Yeah. What we need to do is actually record that for the YouTube Actually, channel. Yeah. We and need maybe to bring make something in... worth a shit. Yeah. Uh, maybe try not to play the game for a long period of time, sitting there staring at that. I feel like we didn't even play that long. We were just out of it. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's hard games. to not be out of it when you're playing Illbleed. I guess it's technically a spinoff, but Zombie Revenge. The game wasn't super great looking back, but I fucking loved it when I was a kid. Yeah, I loved. Phil had Zombie Revenge, and we I... played the hell out of it. I want to see another zombie revenge. Like, make it in the vein of fucking House of the Dead Overkill. I love that fucking game. Overkill? Yeah. We had so much fun. They just did, like, stupid grindhouse, like, zombie revenge 2. Self-aware. Yeah. Just, like, self-aware. You know, like... Trashy shit. Stick Brightly, which is one of the best names. Brightling? Stick? Brightling. Brightling. Yeah. Uh, one of the best names for a pro tag ever. It's, uh, it's, Rio... It's from the pool of, like, 
the Japanese handbook for cool sounding made up American names. Yeah, then we've got uh, Ryu, right? Ryu or Ryo? Whoa, I don't think it's Busajima. I know it's Busajima. I think it's like Sakazaki or something. Oh, okay. And then, uh, do you remember? Do you remember female protag at all? Linda. Linda. Yeah. Okay. And how old are these? Uh, how old are these characters? If you can give me a they're rough all estimation, they're <laughs> all quote unquote eighteen. They're all eighteen. Uh, Stick Brightling is twenty-seven. Oh, he's twenty-seven. So I'm gonna be about his age here. Linda is twenty-two, and Rikia Busujima is thirty-two. Thirty-two. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's leading these two young guns against a, an army of the undead, and he has the fucking sickest Jerry curl. That is the most. Re- you know who that character is? Kenshiro. No. Kenshiro is like Tomonobu Itagaki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's fucking Tomonobu Itagaki. Pretty much. You can go and play as Itagaki today if you go and buy a twenty dollar Dreamcast. A uh, $15 Dreamcast controller, and then uh, probably like a $50 copy of Zombie Revenge. <laughs> okay, I'm reading his like, character bio here. Uh, Rikia is a Japanese member of the AMS. He met up with the other two whilst investigating the source of a mysterious evil. That's it. Uh, Rikia's mastery of hand-to-hand combat is so great that he is more dangerous with his fists than with a gun. Stick and Linda both understand Japanese. So they can communicate together. And not, oh, we just didn't find a voice actor for him. Right. For English, so. But we'll just solve that with a sentence real quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, important to add, you never played this game? Well, the characters literally speak in English to Busajima, to which Busajima... Speaks Japanese. To them. Exclusively. Yeah. And it's some Danger 5-ass shit. Yeah, I fucking love Danger 5 as well. It's almost summer, so it's almost time to watch it again. Oh my god, yeah. Until the fucking frozen cold finally melts off my cold, dead, frozen heart. Yeah. <sighs> well, in closing... I feel like I have more games to talk about, man. You got more games think to talk I'm about? I think I'm done. You got Sword of the Berserk. Oh, yeah. Not great, but goddamn it, I still love it. Yeah, I remember the game... Uh, Pretty well from watching my brother play it and then uh, watching you play it again. Blue Stinger. I played a lot until I died and lost a lot of progress. <laughs> but I love the vending machines and yeah. then the scene where uh, at one it's point your main character... It's got plenty of fucking hammy-ass acting, which, yep. like I said, it gives me life. Right. We love that opening scene. <laughs> yeah. We love it. We love it here at a fucking podcast for two people. What a great... Oh, Street it's Fighter. fucking Third Strike, dude. Street Fighter motherfucking 3. Give me more Q. Third Strike. Stuntman? Dead or Alive? Stormwing. <laughs> it was like, Stuntman? Yeah, no. That's PS2. Yeah, it was like, what? Dead or Alive 2? What? That's yeah. a good game. I got that. Uh, we were trying to play... That was the last game uh, that we tried to play in my basement, and then the uh, controller port. Street Fighter out. Alpha 3. Let's make Zangief the poster boy. Yeah, On the American box art. Because he's the most popular. I guess. Power Stone 2. Try finding a copy of that on Amazon. No thanks. I already know that I'm going to have to chop off my left nut. Greasy Taxi 2! Alright! Yeah, um, I'm just going to take out my games. I have more. Dynamite Cop. Dynamite Cop. We did a video for what Dynamite Cop. What a goddamn Cop. great... It's like... That is like... Go and get yourself a friend. For one thing, go to the mall, find yourself a friend. 
Uh, fuck that. Malls don't exist anymore. No. Go to Amazon, buy yourself a friend. Uh, then uh, also in that same cart, add Dynamite Cop and your Dreamcast and uh, two controllers, you fucking bitch. That's like the successor to like Streets of Rage or like beat em up games. It's the way, that, I don't know, the way the game's like, it's such a like quick gratification, like instant gratification game. Yep. You're able to pick up a lot of different weapons and things like that. get right in there, you can do... It's just a constant assault of the senses. Yeah, and guess what? Quick time events. Yeah. I I just like the... Because you're just running down hallways, and then, like, some guy just, like, walks out of the door, like, hey, what the... And then, like, you just press the button to just fucking deck him in the face. Yeah. And just keep on running. (laughs) Keep running. I want to... I want, want, like, a full-length game where that's, like, pretty much all it is. You're just running through a building and well-timed QTEs. <laughs> yes. Well, I already tried taking people and like sliding under closing. Uh, I was gonna say I already tried to get you to play Ninja Blade and you didn't fucking like it. <laughs> I liked it. It's just boring as fuck. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh um, man. Here's a game you never heard of. Machin X. Yeah. Okay, a so first-person uh, hack and slash. The slash art. Beat him up. Yeah. Looks very familiar. It's fucking SMT art. Kind of, yeah. I think. I can't remember the name. It's of the gotta artist, be. The Eyes, the... Uh, yeah, it's... Licensed by Atlas, you bitch. Yeah. 1999 to 2000, developed by Atlas. Yeah. Uh, if you if you can't tell that art style and you like that series, uh, you don't fucking like it, fight me. <laughs> Use Brain Jacking to take control of up to 13 unique characters. Oh, yeah. Autofocus, 20 rich, massive 3D levels. That sounds fucking dope. I kind of wish uh, we can. We probably have to play through that, honestly. I think I think you'd find something you like about it. I never finished. More than likely. But is there someone that has big dumb fist weapons? If not, is probably. there a giant sword? There's swords. Up oh, done. There's. A- you done sold me on it. We might actually have to when we close up this. Once we wake up a bit. We might actually have to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, like I mean, the Tony Hawk games, one and two. One and, one two. and two. I it's played those so still much. On that high. I played those so much. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I like I I probably like one hundred percent at Tony Hawk too. You found all the tapes. Yeah. Oof. I got. I don't I found, think I could commit to that. I found all the money. Oh yeah, the money. Yeah. Like. Or is it the? Is it duh or the? Uh, I think it was just money. Like, you just found like random like oh, you found a two hundred dollar bill. <laughs> like I can't remember. I don't, I don't think I remember that. But I, I remember stacks of cash. Yeah. That you would have to collect, as well as the skate tapes. Mm-hmm. And getting spell the skate, skate tapes. Yeah, spell skate. Yeah. Do the leap of faith. Oh man, yeah. Watch your favorite skater do the leap of faith. Check out this FMV of like. Your skater's, like, demo reel. Really high Which actually was pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. That was usually, like, the endings. Like, oh, check out, like, Jamie Thomas. Yeah, I was gonna say, the one that everyone liked, Jamie Thomas. I like Jamie Thomas. How do you not like Jamie Thomas? He wrote for Zero. Yeah. He had the fucking coolest boards. He had hair in Tony Hawk 1, then it was in, like, Billy Corgan bald in, like, 2. Like... Running around in flannels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being a bad boy. Oh, Resident Evil Code Veronica. Fuck, man. I feel bad that I didn't bring that up. I love Code Veronica. 
a lot of people wouldn't say that. It's not incredibly popular, but... It was a game I always struggled with, man. Mostly because, like, Bandersnatchers made me physically ill to look at. Uh, yeah, they were fucking uh, grotesque, terrifying. You had graboids. You had uh, really fucking... You had naked zombies very early on. They were oh, yeah. coming after you. In the first motherfucking zombie scene. Yeah, you have... Oh, remember that very... badass cutscene? Yeah. It opens up? Yeah, like literally crawling out of graves and shit. You've got the the security officer who's like wounded and shit. You go and try and help him out. He gives you the lighter. And like he's like, I'm, I'm going to die here. And you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ. He's like, just Christ. get the fuck out, but thanks. Yeah, get the fuck out, but thanks. By the way, here's my lighter. I'll run into your brother later, I guess. Yeah, and, uh, but like overall, uh, story-wise, it's good, but it's not good. Late game? Late game, bad. Early to mid, I'd Once say great. Wesker comes in and it starts getting real fucking weird with Wesker cross Alexa. I was I was thinking uh, uh, Steve. Steve. When he I turns used to, into I used a, to think Steve was so fucking cool. Right? That's how I... Uh, you've met uh, Tori. Mm-hmm. That's how we actually connected was Code Veronica. Yeah. Talk, because it's funny. Uh, we both, uh, for whatever reason... Referred to Steve as Scotty. <laughs> Scotty Too Hotty. Scotty Too Hotty Burnside. I always thought he was just uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. He pretty much is. He's Leonardo DiCaprio like, from the Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, circa like Titanic. Yeah. Um, With that fucking hair and that bomb collar. Yeah. And then he gets m- mutated into a big, dumb, green, hulky yeah, fucking Nosferatu. Yeah, Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then he saves you from Plant Monster, gets killed by Plant Monster. And he's like... And then he's like he just like falls apart and like dies or something. Yeah, he gets he gets uh stuck. He gets poked by the fucking plant monster real bad. Oh yeah, and then like he goes like he goes, goes yeah goes regular back to Bruce the Juice Banner. Yeah, I, mean, I was gonna naked. say his son's like, going down big man. He's like, oh Claire, if you could just like suck my dick real quick yeah. before I die. She's like, well yeah, I wouldn't, but yeah. And he's like, oh 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 okay. And like I was just. Uh, I played. I finally played through and finished that game a few years ago. I'm just like, you got a hunk. <laughs> you got a hunk mini game in there too. Yeah. No, Wesker. No, it was Wesker. It was Wesker. It was Wesker. Um, I think one of my favorite like narration scenes, or like when you inspect something, mm-hmm. was when Steve gets stuck in that heat up like microwave room because he's trying oh, to take the gold yeah. lugers. Yeah, with uh, Dia de los Muertos, like, little things everywhere. You got the little tank in the display case. I think my favorite inspection thing is when you go in, you look at the monitor, mm-hmm. and it's Steve trying to, like, he's, like, banging on the wall trying to get out, and it just says, Steve is suffering. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite Resident like, Evil stream I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go real slow trying to, trying to figure out how Steve I get you Steve is the suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite screen grab uh, was actually my, my cover photo on Facebook for a very long time, playing as uh, Leon Kennedy, Resident Evil 2, in the police department. You're over by, like, a vending oh, yeah. machine. There's dead bodies and blood everywhere, and it says, nothing is wrong here. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, yeah. Nothing to worry about. Yeah. Nothing, nothing is wrong. <laughs> I'm just like, you're right. Everything's fine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, like... Uh, the whole, uh, uh, Alexa, Alexia, or Alexia, Alexia. yeah, Alexia, Alexia Alexander, and, uh, 
whatever the fuck the other one was. Because Alexander was the dad. Alfred. Alfred. Who you yeah. love to do an impression of. <laughs> and he has the rifle that has seven shots in it and just fucking leaves it after trying to fucking peg here. Yeah, a lot of weird, terrifying monsters in that. And honestly, I would like to do a Code Veronica episode at some point, so we'll probably end up snipping at least a bit of this out. <laughs> no. Leave it all! This is going to be a multiple parter. Yeah. Bing bong ding. <laughs> oh yeah I can't think of anything any more games to talk about right now I'm sure <laughs> but I think the last game I bought for the Dreamcast recently was a fucking Razor Scooter gross it's not good no not fun it's not uh last game that I played on a Dreamcast was uh Top Spin then we played Virtua Tennis we tried streaming and we got really mad Oh, yeah, other You wanted to give up, game. and I was like, no, this is a doubles match. You yeah. don't give up. I was going to say, other tennis game, uh, Virtua Tennis. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was not good at that when we booted it up. That was Wait, not a good time. It's a hard game to put down. Uh, for you. For me. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just not big on, like, sport, sports games. Sprots ball. I can get into Do the it. thing. I can get into like anything. I'll, I'll get into a fucking racer. I mean, racers are fun because you got fun visuals and you're going real fast. <laughs> yeah. What else get, do you need? Uh, and of course, you get to modify everything. With the Sprots ball, you got your player one. Your your kid uh, is gonna shoot just balls. sports. Just it's like, pure, unadulterated, <laughs> raw, meaty wow. sports ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What else? A lot of good shmup. You get Ikaruga. Ikaruga, yep. I picked that up when uh, that was available as like an Xbox 360 arcade style game. Picked that up on the one. Got a Japanese import. That's nuts, too, because Ikaruga was selling for $90. That's probably about how much I'm on Amazon. Ikaruga is cheaper than fucking. Radiant Silver Gun, though, I'll tell you yeah. that for free. Radiant Silver Gun runs over 100. At least, yeah. Right? Yeah, like, we're probably probably fishing around 250. Yeah. For, like, a good, good copy of yeah. the game. I, like, watch a bid on eBay go up from, like, 50 bucks to... Yeah. My dad had a video game rental place, and he was meticulous about his inventory. <laughs> now watch me win millions of dollars from selling all these video games to children who are trying to relieve their nostalgia. Mm. Mm. Like, there's, like, mm. I've had, like, two Dreamcast phases. There was, like, when I just got it as a kid, mm-hmm. and then it died, and then, like, fucking 15 years later, I was like, I have money... I got the money. I got the power. We got the means. See, that's just it. I was like, I need, I need another Dreamcast in my life. Mm-hmm. And I got the Dreamcast, and I played all my old games again. I fucking, like, 1cc cleared House of the Dead 2 with a controller, because that's just how much I played it back then. Gross. With a controller? I just knew where to leave the cursor. I could just mash, uh, shoot, and reload really fast. Good Lord. I, I, would really have, I would have liked to see that, actually. That's nuts. I can probably still do it. <laughs> yeah. um, that's that right there. That's that's fighting words. Yeah. Now you gotta prove it to me. Because I think you're a fucking liar. 
I don't think Brent's. I'll make you eat those words. I don't think Brent's ever lied to me in my life. (laughs) Tell me, Brent, do you actually love me? Yeah. Yeah. Good. 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 That's the right answer. Oh man. And then there's like my modern Dreamcast phase where it's like, all right, I got a Dreamcast. I was like, what do I fucking? There's so many fucking games that I missed out on. Yeah. I'm gonna find them. And I did. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's an important thing. So to go back and, and find what you had missed out on. If you can if you're one of those guys or gals that can actually like go in and play those older games cuz playing old 3D games is an acquired taste. It's it They're there's some like really... readjusting that you got to do. Like see, speaking of like been playing a lot of Monster Hunter World still. Yep. If I went back to play Monster Hunter 3, I think I would just fall apart. I, yeah. I tried. I already um, Freedom Unite. Playing Monster Hunter three and then playing that is a rough. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Boy. Uh, when you popped in the original Monster Hunter, and we were like, <laughs> "Why am I using the fucking right analog stick for my combos?" Yeah, it's gross. Bad. Bad when you have a, a fucking X button, a square button, a circle button, and a triangle. Like doing not much. Doing not about fucking dick with those. And you got about six to... About, well, no, it was like ten to twelve weapons to choose from. I have to find out. I think there's only like maybe six, maybe eight. So yeah, I might be, might be remembering that correctly the first time. Yeah. You got your big sword, you got your big, uh, uh sword, you got your, uh, yeah. your fucking gun. <laughs> fucking the you gun. Gun. There's like great Bullet. sword, hammer, think long sword. Uh, I'm not gonna get into that. Um, that has nothing to do with the Dreamcast. The last yeah. 15 minutes haven't had much to do with the Dreamcast. Yeah, just trying to think of other games that are really defining for me. Um,. You know, I <laughs> I played a demo of fucking Railroad Tycoon. I was like, this is dope. <laughs> Railroad Tycoon. I like I like I like business simulating games, man. Where you just like yeah, you do you do like those fucking games. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. But then again, that's why you like the the cabaret club and the uh, and the business simulator for well, fucking that's Yakuza. That's different. That's different. Uh, here's something that, speaking of which, we, we should have, uh, mentioned, but, um... Sega went on to make Yakuza. Which is doing really fucking good for him right now, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Because it should. Um, and also, same vein, different aspect, however. Uh, do you know where sailors like to hang out? <laughs> I'm looking for some sailors. Go over to the docks, you fucking dummy! Yeah. This man killed my father. I will avenge my father's murder. My father death. I must... What would you do if your father was murdered? Probably get hit in the head by a fucking soccer ball that some bitch-ass kid (laughs) kicked at me. Go play Outrun. Yeah. (laughs) Or a fucking uh, Space. Space Yep. Space Uh. Harrier. Or, you know, go and learn some forbidden martial arts. And then go avenge my father death. Yeah. But not... My brother... Because the story is not I can't wait for him to fucking hear this. 
when my brother was playing Shenmue, like, he got so deep into it, he'd have, like, an audience of, like, four people, like, in our, in his little lounge, right? Chill zone? Chill zone, yeah. So he'd, like, he'd be, like, taking drag on a cigarette. He'd have, you know, like, one eye almost, like, closed, and he would have the fucking Shenmue bandage on his fucking face, up on his cheek. <laughs> the Nelly. The Nelly, yeah. And, like, you know, it's supposed should. to be like, yo, man, you got that Nelly bandage. And, of course, you know, me being little, I'm like, I'm going to do that, too. And literally, like, I would have, like, goofy-ass band-aids as, like, part of my literal, like, clothing ensemble for the day. Like, they were almost like a little accessory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, novelty band-aids of, like, little fucking rubber duckies. But they were, like, devil duckies. Whoop. Right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the time. It's like, what'd you do? I'm like, cut myself shaving. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I got scratched by a dog once over the eye. Oh, that's cool. And I looked like MK4 Sub-Zero. <laughs> and then this kid ones. wanted to fight me at school. And then, like, I was like, I trashed him, kind of. And then, like, ever, like for the rest of his career in, like, the elementary school that he was yeah. there, he just had it out for me. I was like, shouldn't have come at me, bro. Because I'm going to fucking ice spear you. Yeah. We had a cold shoulder your ass into the fucking ground. Like it, I was like, if any like kid my age tried to hurt me, I was like impervious to pain. <laughs> it was weird. Are you kick ass? No, I'm not. Are you kick ass? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of stories. <laughs> I think yeah. I think we're good. The Dreamcast, really fucking cool. Um, should have lived longer. I wish it did. Did a lot of it was a trendsetter. Should Sega have continued with their councils? Do you think that they made the right decision to focus state, on six? No. Oh, uh, okay. In that day, no, they would have actually died. Yeah. A lot of sacrifices had to be made had in things order gone differently. for Sega to continue. Absolutely. It's a f- fever dream of mine that maybe someday we'll see a Dreamcast 2, but it's probably not going to happen, and it probably shouldn't happen. Well, so I think that Sega's uh, fairly happy right now with uh, they're where they're They're doing well. I think, I think there's no need for them to get too they big for the riches. They had a very successful rebirth, and I think that as a company, they're doing well, and everyone's very happy with them. And I... They're publishing, they're developing. I am always excited to see a new Sega game. Yeah. Always. Like, I am... They, they published Bayonetta. Yeah. Very wise of them. But they, and they, they nothing they, warms nothing warms my heart more than uh, two very, very specific sounds. And while the Dreamcast sound is really great, mm-hmm. but hearing Sega Dude, I was always I love that. And then the GameCube startup sound. Ha <laughs> Love it. Or holding Z when you start up your uh, your fucking GameCube yeah. makes that monkey noise. <laughs> <laughs> I love that too. There's also a secret one hidden on the Switch, so you gotta go buy a Switch, find out what that hidden sound is. Wow. Boom boom ba boom ba. Dreamcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, so this is likely a multi-parter. Hour three. Uh, I appreciate. I appreciate, and I know that Brent also appreciates you listening to us. I do. I swear. Ramble, ramble for a while. Uh, we really, really enjoyed ourselves with this one. We were really looking forward to it. Um, a lot of information. This was planned quite a bit ahead of time, so it was just a lot of, lot of information. So uh, whether or not you liked that or not, you know, maybe drop us a line 
And uh, do you want to hear us talk more <laughs> candidly about something? Or would you rather have the information? Who knows? Anyway, thanks again for listening. Uh, uh, me personally, I like the bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, that's, that's how I am too. But I also really enjoy the research aspect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to it's really kind of dig in there. Um, and that's that's why we do this together. Yeah. We're the perfect... Uh, we're the perfect, two people. Yeah, we're the perfect two people the for the job. And that's the podcast. And again, new episode next week on Friday. This is going to probably come out some, uh, Saturday. Yeah, next week on the, on Friday, <laughs> there's going to be a new episode. Yeah. So, Yeah. thanks. Thank you. And have a wonderful day, morning, evening, night, life. <laughs> Just... Ah... Uh...